Okay, welcome, everybody, oh, yeah, welcome everybody to another episode of uh, Chew Bubblegum and Kick Ass. I am one of hosts. My name is Bert Burtonstein. <laughs> hey, Bert. Hey, Bert Bacharach. <laughs> my name is Bert Bacharach. <laughs> I'm another host. My name is Dylan. Dylan Haas. <laughs> Dylan. Oh. Dylan Haas. Wow. I, I loved how you did that. Thank you. And my he, name is Tucker. Hi, Tucker. Tucker, <laughs> Tucker the Destroyer. And this is a Christmas chocolate. <laughs> mm. Yeah, chew it right into mm. the mic. Mm. Mm. Like that. Oh yeah! <laughs> oh yeah! All right, we are here to talk about the second movie in our director blind spot series. We're talking about Santa Sangre, the Alejandro Yodorowsky. Mm. How do you say film? Yodorowsky. Yodorowsky. Alejandro Yodorowsky. And this is the movie that you guys assigned to me yes. mm-hmm. for my Yodorowsky blind spot because I hadn't seen any of his movies. And you guys said that you picked this one because it, it was like the most accessible one, something along those lines. For me, it's really the only one I've seen as well. So <laughs> mm. I, I just, think we I just it never even noted it as a blind spot because I, I was unaware of the director doing anything else. So. <laughs> I think we picked it because we've both seen it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was the only one we'd both seen. I've only seen this in El Topo, I think. Oh, and a really early oh, maybe one. Maybe I saw El Topo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that was my impression. This was the first one I saw. And I only saw it that once until now. And um, But then when I watched El Topo, I, I, my impression was, oh, Santa Sangre is way more accessible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... For me, I Yodorowsky came to my attention because there was a lot there was like a documentary made about his failed attempt to bring Dune to the big screen. Yeah. Oh, I, think, I could see him doing that. I think he was in line to do it before Lynch. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and it was all like HR Giger was yeah. designing it and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I mean it could would've have been, been something really interesting. I mean yeah. going from Yodorowsky to Lynch seems uh, like right in line, like Lynch is. Yeah, that feels like almost just a step to the side. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lateral move. Yeah, for lateral sure. move. Yeah. Um, it's interesting though because I really like Lynch's Dune mm-hmm. for um, I haven't all, seen it all the weirdness of it because Dune is weird. Yeah. Like I've really gotten into the Dune books over the last couple of years. I've read the first four in the series. Um, and they are all very weird. The first one is probably the least weird one, hmm. and it's still very weird. And they just get progressively weirder. From there. <laughs> nice. Wow. Okay. The, the fourth one in the series, uh, God Emperor of Dune. Um, well, so at the end of the third one, spoiler alerts for anybody who hasn't read the Dune books, I recommend everybody should. They're awesome. Ugh. 
Um, I don't want to. <laughs> they're awesome. You don't but have to. You don't have just to. Just recommend it. Awesome. The I first, feel like if he I, says it, I gotta do it. Everyone should read it's the first lot. one. Everyone should read the first Dune. Okay. Isn't it like a? Isn't it like seven hundred pages long? No. Okay. No, if you read it, if you get it like, um, let's do a Dune podcast where we do, do one like page the, per episode. In the mass, uh, <laughs> like the mass paperback one, you know the ones that are like little. Mm-hmm. That one's in, that's the one that I have. It's impossible to read because the letters are so small, and it is like eight hundred pages. But okay. if you just get like the bigger one, it's like five hundred pages. Hmm. Um, I feel like I'll get more out of it that way. Though. I'll just get the audio book, long form podcast, one page per episode. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we go through it and we discuss the page. But I'll, I'll feel like I have such a handle on what's going on the, <laughs> by page five. It, everyone should read <laughs> Dune. This like the cool thing about Dune is it's like it's structured like your typical like hero's journey. Yeah, but the whole time if you're if you're not an insane person, you're waiting for a guy to surf on a worm. <laughs> well, yes, the whole time. But it's you're the whole time you're like i don't know what paul is doing doesn't seem right <laughs> you know mm, okay uh cuz basically he's using the a um implanted um religiosity uh messiah myth that was implanted in the freemen like the natives of dune right. mm. it was implanted in their society generations ago by the bene gesserit who are this uh, matriarchal uh, sect of people who are kind of like have their fingers in everything. Sure. I watched the movie. <laughs> yeah, so you know the movie, yeah. But they implanted that story, the story of the... Oh, and they're using the, it for their advantage. And Paul knows Paul's that like, because mm-hmm. he has... It, because when he does like um, ingest the spice on Dune, he gets gets to see all generation, all past and present at the same time. And so he knows this and he uses it to his advantage to get the Freeman on his side. So he's basically like manipulating them into like carrying out his will to get revenge on the Harkonnens, even though he knows it's going to lead to a, a jihad that's going to be uh, a genocide that's going to like kill billions, trillions of people across the known universe. Cool. Uh, and so like <laughs> that's what it, year was the book written? Uh, I think it was in the 60s. Okay. Um, and it's got a lot of cool kind of like environmental allegor- allegories and stuff like that. It's really cool. And weird sex stuff, too, that I love. Oh, cool. <laughs> that's all, that's that's all you into. needed to say, dude. I'm, yeah. I'm in. It's got <laughs> weird 500 sex pages stuff. of weird but sex stuff. At the end of the third one, and this is all just to say, like, I think. At the Yodor- end of the third one, because this, the sex gets real normal. Yodorowsky could have done <laughs> really cool stuff with it. But, but yeah. at the end of the third one, Paul's son, uh, Leto II, um, does takes like merges himself with a sand trout, which is like the baby, like the tadpole version of the sandworms. Okay, he merges with one, and then by the fourth book, which it takes place like thousands of years later, he's just become a full on sandworm human hybrid. So it's just like <laughs> a giant sandworm guy with like a like a face of a human <laughs> and like little gimpy <laughs> arms. <laughs> They're like hanging from it. <laughs> it's just so weird. It's awesome. And also in the fourth one, there's a woman who sees uh, like a revived clone of Duncan Idaho, the Jason Mo- Momoa mm-hmm. character from the most recent one. Mm-hmm. And she sees him like climbing up a rock face and they're all climbing up together. And she's so 
Um, she's so horny by Duncan Idaho that she basically <laughs> says, I almost jizz in my pants. I almost came in my pants just watching Duncan Idaho climb up this rock wall. <laughs> and you, while wow. you're reading him, you're just like, damn, Frank Herbert is a fucking weirdo. And <laughs> yeah. I'm here for it. <laughs> nice. Uh, so, yeah. So that's how I kind of came to know Yodorowsky and also get interested in the Dune series. But yeah. um yeah, Lynch taking over is kind of a lateral move. Just um, a quick little uh sidebar on Lynch's Dune. We get on Christmas Eve in our house we have each get a present and it's always a book mm-hmm. on Christmas Eve. And um I, I just always buy myself a book. Uh yeah. the book I got this I can't remember the name of it, but it's an oral history of of the making of David Lynch's Dune. What? Yeah, I'm really excited. That's about awesome. It. It's going to be here today. Who the hell wrote that? Someone answering prayers. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> A God amongst men. <laughs> Essentially. Um, okay, so this movie. Yodorowsky, I've always kind of, since then, I've been interested in watching his movies, but they do seem really inaccessible they do feel really hard to access access <laughs> they seem really hard to get into it's kind of hard to know where to start i also know that some of his movies mm. uh, are a little problematic in some ways or how um wait what, what are you talking about i know there's like a pretty gratuitous rape scene in el topo mm. um okay. that uh, I can't recall. Yeah, that's from like 1970. So you got it. You got There was some controversy around that because Yodorowsky said in interviews that he actually raped the woman. Um, <laughs> that's well, that's more than just a little problematic. I hope that's <laughs> I hope that's a struggle with interpretation. He well, he came out later and said basically like, uh, obviously that's not true because you can't just. <laughs> rape somebody on a film set <laughs> right um maybe what he meant maybe did he mean like the, he didn't actually forewarn the woman actor that that was what was going to happen in the scene or something is that no, what no, he was no, getting no. at basically he said when he was a young director he was trying to make a splash in the film industry and oh, so, so he, 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 just, he, he, he was just being shocking shocking okay, being okay. shocking be that's shocking. really when you said that i was like i hope yeah. that was just some dumb thing to say to an interviewer because that's also there's just i I want to say it would be impossible to continue being a filmmaker, but who fucking knows? Maybe, they, maybe it not. Wouldn't but, necessarily. Uh, no, but, but I would hope that that would be the case. But anyways, even just so far as like nobody wants to work with you. Even if <laughs> yeah. I was really glad you guys picked Yodorowsky for me because I was like, well, I want to, and so I'm being forced to just jump in yeah. with any given movie. So as I started watching this movie, I was kind of putting it off because I, for one, I thought it was going to, I thought it was going to be in subtitles. Yeah. I was surprised that it wasn't. I think this is his first English English language. And when I realized that it was in English, it was like a wave of relief almost came over me. Sure. Because Mm -hmm. for one, it's not that I have a problem following movies with subtitles, but (laughs) when it's like subtitled and also like, a surreal art movie sure. that yeah. kind of makes it more, even more difficult. You really have to put yourself in the right mindset to go along yeah. with the movie oh, yeah. and follow and try, try and follow it and to try, 
you really have to give yourself over to the movie in a way that yeah. you don't necessarily have to do when it's in your native tongue. I, yeah. I, I completely agree. I, I, I was, that's part of why I started, I sat down to watch it like very, very soon after we, yeah. our last podcast. Cause I was like, this is going to take me a while. Yeah. So yeah. And I was like, Oh good. And I stopped. I was like, did I get the version that's, dubbed i don't want it dubbed and then i like looked closely and i'm like no they're speaking that those are like right. the mouth is following that and, and then as i started to watch the movie the first scene is the phoenix character like naked on a tree perch in a white room and i was like oh boy this is gonna be rough <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah. much uh-huh. okay, so much <laughs> oh no i was like I do not remember this movie at all. It wasn't <laughs> until either. like the splash of bright red blood started occurring and I was like, okay, now I remember because yeah. that was my impression was like, there's a lot of very vibrant blood in the movie. That was like- Yeah, I haven't seen only... this since like the late I, 90s. I, I, no, I, I, rented it, I, I rented it when it first came out. Like that's uh, when I saw it. So like 89, 90. Yeah, so well, it was 90, yeah. yeah. Or no, I guess it was a couple years later, but whatever, okay. like in the early, yeah. early 90s. Um, once the- the knife throwing scene happened. I was like, okay, I can, I'm into this. Yeah, Whatever yeah. this is, I, I'm always into like weird psychosexual stuff. Oh, oh big time. Yeah. yeah. That so was when she's so, like, yeah. When the, the knife throwing woman is the, the like the tattoo lady. The tattooed yeah. Lady. When she's getting the knife thrown at her and she's like convulsing and sexuality, I was yeah. like, yeah, whatever this movie has to offer, as long as it doesn't do anything like, awful i'm gonna be yeah into so, it. once it was over did, did it feel like awful things happened not it didn't feel like anything yeah i got you uh it didn't feel like anything um happened where it crossed the line into like glamorizing oh no because that's always the thing that i recoil at is when i feel like a movie is like glamour like unintentionally or intentionally glamorizing uh like sexual assault or rape mm-hmm. that's always oh, yeah. like a tough thing for me and especially when you're getting into movies uh like art movies and kind of knowing Yodorowsky's uh or at least your perception of his history yes um well and i I was kind of on the lookout for that and so when it didn't happen i was like oh thank god and to to that point with that first i don't know first act of the movie where it's him remembering his childhood yeah Mm -hmm. That really captures that psychosexual stuff really well, because because yeah, the convulsing and all that, and then when the mom comes in and sees what's happening, and then that they, they get violent, and then he mesmerizes her, and then they're, they're having like kind of animalistic sex that the boy like Phoenix is spies on, like all of that. I was like, man, this is really capturing this energy in a really great way, and because <laughs> that dad, the ogre, what's his name, yeah. uh, Orgo, Orgo. Orgo. I love that all of the women are like pretty appealing. Like the women, like mm-hmm. the mom is just a beautiful woman yeah. and, and the tattooed lady is like voluptuous. She's, you know, she's yeah. And I, all the men are just big buffoons. Right. <laughs> except for like that life. one character, except for the, I, I mean, I don't know how we're going to go through this. Are we going to do like the whole walk through the plot? I kind of want to go through the plot a little okay, bit. Okay, but okay. I did just as the movie was going along, I, I was kind of mentioning as like right as we were starting to get into the episode that I've got like weird mom stuff because okay. my mom was oh like okay. very very I grew I was raised Baha'i um and in the Baha'i faith there like sex before marriage is oh. like a big no no sure 
And so, and my mom took that to like, and even like, like a step further where she didn't really want me having like any physical contact with girls like before I was married. Physical as in like, wow. like smooching and holding hands or like even just going on like a, a movie date with. One time I had a girl come over to my house that I, this is when I was like 16. A girl came over to my house that I had like a, a budding romance with. Okay. And we were down in my basement and we were like holding hands watching a movie or we were, we were kind of like snuggled up. Sure. And my mom came downstairs and she was like, no, 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 no. And um, sent the girl home. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's so, annoying. Yeah. So I have like hmm. weird stuff about that. And I've had to do a lot as I've gotten older. I've had to like examine that a lot. And the, uh, 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 what is the word that I'm looking for? Like, uh, you know, like when you have to rewire or I've had to yeah. like deconstruct a lot of that and okay. get get past it. So watching this movie and movies like this, I'm always yeah really into it because I can <laughs> relate to it in a, mm, in a very sure. in a very emotional way that is um weird. Yeah. Well, yeah, you feel <laughs> you feel very personal. It's a very yes. personalization. No. You have a deep personalization with it. Yeah, and my my relationship with my mom was not never like uh never psychosexual in a way that like <laughs> I never had like an Oedipal complex or anything like that. Yeah. It was more like resentment for my mom never letting me like sure. express my young sexuality or like mm-hmm. her trying to like tamp that down. Control it. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that about you. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, but it doesn't surprise me knowing your mom. I know. Bit that I do. <laughs> <laughs> not that I, not that I ever didn't, it wasn't the type of thing where it was like I had like repressed sexuality where I felt like it was bad, but yeah. it was something where I always had to combat it. Sure. And because right. when I was like a little rebel kid, so I was like, I'm going to make out with every girl I could sure. l- l- let me. But mm. well, I, yeah, had to, I, I constantly I, had to like hide it. It's definitely had to. I mean, that kind of parenting only invites the kid to go do the exact do whatever it is you're trying to hold them back from doing mm-hmm. 10 or, times more or become phoenix <laughs> well sure i don't i i think that kind of right. this kind of response well i mean the trauma this kid experiences is significant right but mm-hmm. i think that that i don't I, know. I just mean you're either gonna go, i got you you're I gotcha. gonna go one of two ways gotcha, where you're gonna okay. become like a weirdo yeah in one way where you're just like scared of sexuality or you're going to yeah, become okay. a weirdo in the other way where you're just like, like hypersexual. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. So you're going to, you're probably, so what the fuck is my problem? <laughs> <laughs> you're probably not going to be balanced. You're probably not going to have a super yeah, healthy it's, relationship it's, it's, with it. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, I remember what was my yeah. problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was molested. Ah, that, that can do it too. <laughs> yeah. That, that helps. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. So the, I guess if we want to try and go through the movie. Yeah. So it opens plot wise. Yeah. Op- and the, I was surprised that the movie did have a plot. Yeah. Um, How straightforward it was. Cause it, with that opening with him, like being a hawk, right? Like at first I'm like, he's yeah. a monkey, but then like it becomes he's clear he's a, a hawk and he's, yeah, he's in a nest and he's got that big hawk on his chest, tattooed yeah. on his chest. I really liked all that. I mean, now I was just like, oh boy, what is going to happen here? Is this just going to be like a weird, like series of things? But <laughs> I was kind of like, like arms, arms mm-hmm. length where I was like, yeah, it was kind of like, come on. And you're like, no, you, no, you no, like no, this. No. And I was yeah. like, I don't know if I, I like this. But, well, Cause he, he does <laughs> walk know. you through it and it, 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 okay. So it opens with, with a flashback to his childhood. Right. 
Well, even before that, like he's in an asylum. They're yeah. trying to feed him regular food, and he only wants to eat raw fish. Yeah, like a bird. Like yeah. a bird. <laughs> like a bird. But then, <laughs> what? like Mickey Rourke in uh, Iron Man Two, he's like, "This is exactly like Mickey Rourke in Iron Man Two, <laughs> with his like crazy Russian accent." Bring me my yeah, bird. My <laughs> but then the hawk, uh, whatever the imagery is, the, the hawk flying out over the cityscape, and it yeah. goes back to the circus. Yeah, and he's a, he's raised as a circus performer. His, mm-hmm. his dad is the mighty, the the grand. What is it called? The grand. Ortho, Orgo, 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 yeah, Orgo the Great, and his mom is his mom is some weird religious, like super involved in some weird religious sect. She's the yeah. like the leader of the Santa Sangre Church, right? But Which, she's also in the circus. And she's the like circus, a trapeze yeah. artist. She's like an acrobat, right? Mm-hmm. So, I appreciate that this is also just his memory of this. So it it just kind of goes in this very like nonlinear, yeah. Like because you know for a minute I'm like how did the circus get set up? Like they're like marching through the street and then the circus is there and then there's all these things happening, but it's all cause it's his memory. So whatever, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just explaining to myself. Um, <laughs> but the, but the Santa Sangre church is so bizarre, right? It's this, yeah. they've, they've decided this woman who was, uh, who had her limbed, delimbed, had her yeah. arms ripped off and was raped by, I don't know, some bad guys that became a saint. Yeah. It's like their patrons. Their patrons. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. it's presented as though like this makes sense. Like none of this makes any sense. And their, and their little church has this pool that's supposed to be filled with her, the blood from her. And that's how they baptize each other. And right. they've got, they got a really cool imagery of the two arms crossing. I like that. Yeah. Like they're mm-hmm. all wearing those. And there's some thing with developers fighting like that whole, like, Okay why I'm picking specific details is I feel like every single frame of this movie contains imagery that is intentional and has meaning to what, uh, the director is trying to do. And I'm, I'm trying as I'm watching him, like I want to decipher this, like what are the, what are the messages that he's Mm. trying to to convey here? Which I feel maybe he's just trying to also just be artistic and he's not necessarily trying to infuse it with, with imagery that's got meaning, but, at the same time, I think he does. I think there's. I mean, whether or not he does, that it takes okay. on meeting no matter what you do. Yeah. Like, right. No matter, yes, especially he might not even be conscious of it. That's right. Like, that's it what it has is, to do with the, what he's making. Because so every every it's like depending it, on what's happening, there's specific yeah. colors, and he's like flashing, like he's he's in he's lighting the entire scene in specific colors. Yeah that means something like I, well, I feel I think like you could do a whole thesis on this movie if you I'm sure people have were I think on enough a, MDMA <laughs> I think it is one of those things where it's not necessarily that each frame of the movie ha- no it is That's has what like I said. a specific <laughs> correlation to like a thing right it's more just that he's trying to cultivate um yeah like a dream an experience yeah. right and mm-hmm. each scene or each frame in the movie if you want to get down to the minutia is just in service of the overall aesthetic and vibe of yeah. what he's trying to present. And I feel like the Coens are like that yeah. a lot. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. That's where it's not necessarily that each thing that they're showing you is like, oh, the this the Okay, this, you're right. You're this right. represents uh like when Lewin Davis is walking or sitting on the subway, it represents this no, you're uh, right. mythological thing. It's just that, like, it's just in service of the overarching themes. And, and, and 
yeah, and uh, picking Lewin Davis aesthetic and vibe of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and 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 using Lewin Davis is a perfect analogy because this is all Phoenix. This is all this character, and that's part of. I mean, it, it's exactly like what you just described with Lewin Davis to serve the the general. Like the movie itself feels like the character's life, right? Like it's cyclical, mm-hmm. and he can't get out of his own way. And here, it feels stuffed with so much because he is so just. Divert. Corrupted. Yeah, he's corrupted. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, he started in an insane asylum, and right. then, yeah, that's it. That is it. Because I think that in service of the broader, this is this person's reality, and yeah. we're we're right. getting to like see this reality from the inside. Yeah. And so it like, feels uncomfortable. Like this whole movie, all I could think was, this is so not cozy. Like I do not want to be in any part of this world for even a second. I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah. I didn't feel comfortable for any point in this movie. Yeah. There isn't a fucking moment where it feels cozy and inviting at all. It doesn't feel cozy, but it feels really captivating to me. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. No, I just I know, like, but, I uh, don't want to be here. But like, I the feel... whole time I'm like, I want to leave. I want to get out of this <laughs> world. Think... <laughs> That's not how I felt. Cause I felt, I didn't feel like cozy and comforted or like I didn't feel like it was a world that I wanted to live in necessarily, Mm -hmm. but I did feel really um, engrossed in it. And I felt really um, just, I was really interested in what was happening. Oh yeah. And Mm -hmm. it, so it wasn't cozy, but I felt almost a comfort in feeling that like the, the movie was going to, Give me, yeah. Explore things that were interesting. No, to me. I felt yeah. like I felt like I was in safe hands for sure. Yeah. I didn't feel like he was gonna fumble this and leave yeah. me just like <laughs> what the fuck. And I think that's all like in like speaks to the intentionality of yeah. it, and that like yeah. people like that, like <clears throat> artists like that, that because movies go through like you have departments and you have you know, and so it's like okay. depends on how much. Yeah, this guy's this vision. guy's like oh my God. this is what we want. This is what we're yeah. doing, and then these pe- you know production designer might be on like how about we express this this way, and it, like, oh perfect yeah, yeah that, and sure. then that falls into this and this. Well, and I remember like when you know my stupid short film. I remember when we it's were not stupid. Not stupid. You it's know very my good. you know my amazing short film. Yeah, it's we, wonderful. We were shooting that, and we were like Jinx was Jinx and my friend Jason were the production designers, and they were setting the uh-huh. the scenes and they we were using this house that was had stuff in it and everything they were like wait you had a house with stuff in it there was okay it wasn't an empty house so they they were dressing (laughs) it but it was there was stuff you know okay and so but we found like this owl thing and i was like oh i like the owl thing let's use the owl thing and then owls kept popping up cool and then like and we were like oh put one up in the nursing home like put that owl over there and Mm -hmm. then like okay great and then it was like during that we had already done all that and then we were like oh owls are Right. A native symbol right. of death. Right. It's like, oh, perfect. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's well, like things kind of just kind of yeah. gravitate towards well, that's what so f- you're doing when you're in the mindset of it. You kind of, I got gotcha. you. Things There's fall into place. Sometimes. A really great episode of this <clears throat> podcast. Um, it's a smaller podcast called The Extra Credits. And they had an episode <laughs> smaller where. Smaller than this one? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but they did an episode about the movie Barbarian. Okay. And that movie is Oh, the newer yeah. Barbarian. Okay. Yeah. That movie is like filled <laughs> I with immediately the, thought of like yeah, the, yeah. the barbarians with the um what the do you two, the two the wrestler twins? guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the barbarian brothers. Yeah, the barbarian. That movie is like overflowing with symbolism uh-huh. and metaphor. Right. And then after their episode aired about Barbarian, Zach Krieger, the director and writer of Barbarian, heard their episode. Um 
and came on and they were interviewing him and he was it was really funny because they were asking him about specific things and he was like with a lot of stuff he was like yes that is in the movie i had no idea that that's yeah. what that was because yeah. like even down to yeah uh like the address of the house yeah was like ended up being like the year that barbarians um in history like over like toppled uh, a <laughs> oh, government wow. or something like that and he <laughs> was like and i didn't even realize that until yeah. after the movie had come out and somebody pointed yeah. that out to me yeah yeah right and I, so that, it's like the artist is almost just dialed in in some kind of unconscious yeah, method. Right. And it does remind manner. me of Lynch in a way because, like, you know, Lynch refuses to discuss right. his stuff, really. Oh, and then, I, he just goes completely based on instinct. Is, yeah. Is the, but the, the thing, way like, it seems. yeah. And, like, when he was, uh, I keep thinking about that, when he was on Alex Jones. <laughs> on the phone promoting Inland Empire and Alex Jones kept being like, well, what's it about? And he was like, Alex, God love you. Uh, it's, it's about a woman in trouble. Like, that's all he would say. It's, like, it, it, it's about a woman in trouble. Yeah. And I'm like, Why it is about Alex a woman Jones? in trouble. It is. And I don't know this And movie. it's just like through the way he <laughs> sees things. Like, right. to him, this isn't necessarily weird right <laughs> you know it's kind of he sees the world this way it's weird it's yeah. a weird world <laughs> the world is weird yeah why How does it have to make sense right exactly or and not even that it has to make sense it's just that it, why does it have to reflect what our eyes are seeing yeah and i feel like movies like santa sangre and like lynch are really more about capturing the emotion behind it and i i you hear this sometimes where mm -hmm. people talk about the fact and like i love fiction like works of mm -hmm. fiction a lot of times i like, like fiction books i like fiction books <laughs> i've heard it said before so that common. fiction doesn't necessarily capture the truth but right. it captures the truth of the emotion right yeah. and i feel like movies like when you get to like really surreal movies or like really artful movies like a david lynch yeah. film or santa sangre they're really good at capturing the emotion mm -hmm. behind really because i mean santa sangre is about the relationship between a man and his mother right mm -hmm. sort of I, I mean if you distill it down in like the lynch way of like it's about <clears throat> a woman in trouble more of a kid right. and his mom uh, yeah what did i say a man oh a boy yeah a boy and his mother yeah. it's about their relationship yeah mm -hmm. right and but it's filtered through the lens of uh the inner turmoil so what we're seeing is and it's all represented on screen what's on screen is a representation of this boy's inner turmoil oh my God. in regards to his relationship with his mom mm -hmm. um and i love that right it's yeah. not and not everything is necessarily like has a one-to-one -one, uh it comes close though it feels like it comes close with this it feels like there's like it's a, been a one-to-one a long time since I heard him talk about it, but it's like Herzog's ecstatic truth. Cause you know how sometimes his documentaries blur the line a lot of the times. Yeah. Some stuff staged sometimes. Right. Know, it's a weird, whatever, but he's like, they're like, is it true though? And he's, you know, it's like, well, like the specifics might not be true, but in search of like the ecstatic truth yeah. of, of it, you know, like it all plays into that. I remember when like I, that. when I read, um, uh, travels with Charlie, in Search of America by John Steinbeck. Yeah. And it's like a, a travel log of him in an RV with his dog, Charlie, going 
like driving across America in an RV. And it came out later that like not everything in the book actually happened. Mm-hmm. What? And, and as I was reading it, I was like, it's a I fiction book. I was like, <laughs> oh, it's bl- it blurs the line, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. some of it happened, some of it didn't. And I was like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, who cares? No, yeah. I've never heard that. That book is great. Yeah, that book's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't give a shit because yeah. it, to me, what's important is the emotion behind yeah. it, right? The and like, the spirit of it. Yeah, the spirit of it. I want to hear sure. John Steinbeck's travels across the fucking country. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And so, like, with Santa Sangre, I'm not even necessarily looking for meaning in everything that's happening on screen. No, you know yeah. what I mean. No, I'm, I'm not, just yeah. I'm just like I feel like I, I'm you gotta still... kind of just let it wash over you. Yeah, and uh, I'm yeah. not, I'm not sure trying that's... to figure out what's happening. No, I exactly. I'm, maybe I'm giving the wrong impression with that too, because I I I also was just like, this is a wild ride. That's why I texted yeah. you guys. I'm like, this is a wild <laughs> fucking wild. movie. Was, that was when like Lynch became probably my favorite filmmakers. I, I finally like tuned in to be like. Just go with the Stop trying to figure this out. And now it's like, I watch it and like every time, like it makes more and more and more sense. I'm just like, uh, oh, oh shit. Like it, things Mm -hmm. happen because you're not putting expectation, the same expectations on it. Yeah. 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 But yeah, that's a a good point. That's how, yeah. I I was trying to watch it that way. Um, I had a busy week and I fell asleep three nights in a row watching this movie. (laughs) Oh boy. I'll, I mean, but, I'll just uh, say it. I got like, it. Yeah, I think uh, it took me two or three viewings, or uh, two or three sit sounds. I watched it in a day, but I watched it like I started it in the morning and then watched like a chunk of it in the like afternoon and then finished it at, like yeah. that night. Um, and I got mostly because I loved it. Like I'll, yeah. I'll say, like I yeah. really, really, really loved this movie, yeah. and it yeah. for sure. Uh, I mean, we usually, I guess, would save this towards the end of the podcast, but like, right. it definitely w- made me want to go and watch other oh sure Jodorowsky yeah. movies yeah. for sure because I really, really liked this movie. Everything that was happening on screen was really captivating to me, and really, the the movie is slow, but not in a way that's like. There's not. It's not that. Not stu- dull. It's not dull. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. It's not just killing time. Like, uh, yeah. Everything yeah. happening is happening. And it's not that long. Towards... It's only an hour forty three or yeah, something like that. It's, it's, it is. I thought it was like closer yeah. to two. Or is it? I thought it was, I thought it was like two, two and a half. Hours. Whatever it is, it's oh. not that. It's not. Oh, maybe it it's was. not a. Slog. Oh, maybe it was like just right. It's at not two. a slog, right? No. Like, so okay, as a kid, so we're 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 privy to his memory of seeing the circus mm-hmm. and all the enjoyment of the circus, and then. His father. It's two hours. Being okay. inappropriate with the uh, having an affair, or yeah. you know, it's implied that the dad's a, a complete womanizer, and then he can mesmerize his mom. He's a bad guy. He's not. Yeah, he's he's, he's or- Orgo the Great. Oh, he's a rapist. Yeah. yeah. D- when did he rape someone? Well, he. I think he. The implication. Is, I mean, he's raping Phoenix's mom. No, she's riding him. She's. But she's, she's hypnotized. Oh, sure. Okay, mm-hmm. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. I. I took that as just that's just their dynamic. She catches him, and then they just get into this wild sex, and that's just how the how they are. Mm-hmm. But sure. either, either regardless, he's he's not a good guy. Right. And, and so the kid sees that, and there's a weird like he's weirdly it's a it's a weird sense for him because he's seen the mom like attacking the dad and then having animalistic sex with the dad, and then right then is when we see the elephant dying, right, mm-hmm. with, the, with the blood coming out of the nose, which to me was the most disturbing imagery in the entire film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, pretty rough. And then st- stuff happens with the armed church being 
destroyed and the kids seeing mom's like faith being destroyed and her inside the building and she doesn't die. And then the next, I think it's the next scene is when she catches the dad actually engaged in sex with the, um, tattoo woman mm-hmm. and throws acid on the guy's dick yeah. or crotch area. And then he cuts her arms off with, with his throwing yeah. knives. Well, even, but even before that, you, we also have the scene of, we have the, the elephant funeral. Oh, that happens oh, before yeah. that. That's right. Yeah. The elephant funeral. So the ele- it goes. So oh so, gosh, and then so, the phoenix tattoo. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm so missing that. So basically, right. the as far as like <laughs> plot structure goes, like beats of the movie, it, we have the knife throwing scene, and we also have Phoenix, uh, his relationship with Alma, the little girl, the mime girl. Ooh, I'm forgetting her um, too. Yeah, who right. is a great child actor. Um, and Phoenix, young Phoenix and old Phoenix are both played by Yodorowsky's two Chil- sons. Yeah. When mm. I saw the two, I was like, that kid looks so much like the grown Phoenix. I, know, I was crazy. like, man, they must have <laughs> yeah. really went canvassing. I was like, oh, okay. So, so we have that. And then, and then we have the Santa Sangre church being destroyed. And the, the deaf mute trapeze artist is the daughter of the tattooed woman. Adopted daughter. Oh, is that what they said? Yes. I didn't catch that. It yeah. was just the and kid. And so then, then we have the <laughs> that's, that's to ensure that we know that that's not his sister. And then as they're coming <laughs> right. back from the church being destroyed, that's when Orgo hypnotizes, I think her name, what's her name? Like Concha, I think. Let me look. Oh, the tattooed woman? Concha, yeah. Oh, okay. So no, Concha's the mom. Phoenix's mom. Oh, okay, okay. And so then... Then he sees the mom having sex with Orgo. Right. That's when the elephant is dying. Yeah. And then then they have the elephant funeral, the procession for the elephant, and then it's a very bizarre scene. Oh, my God. That's so amazing. They dump it off the side of the cliff, and then everybody the, from the town comes and just, like, scavenges. Take, scavenges scavenges yeah. for the meat, but they're all dusty and white that yeah. that is so interesting they're all covered in dust yeah what the fuck i know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's like the it's like the community is coming around to like tear the resources from the elephant yeah right they're mm-hmm. coming for its meat and there's probably some symbolism well, i feel like of the, that, to that right sure. i feel like that's let's just call it innocence that's his because the, the opening when we first see him with yeah. the, with the elephant he's riding the elephant with the 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 short the, the little person buddy who's with them through the rest of the movie Aladdin Aladdin that's right yeah. Aladdin and it's just fun and like and then after because he sees the dying elephant immediately after seeing his parents having the animalistic sex and the elephant is dying so it's like the, mm. the death of whatever yeah. you want to call it innocence childhood right uh, levity Right. And then he's traumatized. That's like his right. trauma. And then yeah. seeing the rest of the world just tear that apart. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately from there, the dad tattoos him to become a man. Right. And yep. he starts dressing like his father immediately after that. Right. Yeah. So well, this movie. And you have like the scenes of them, <laughs> of like that cadre, that group of people from the circus, like walking through town kind of mm-hmm. like solemnly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the clowns. Well, they you have just the clowns, the clowns and you have like Aladdin and you have like Alma and Phoenix walking around together. It's That's like, right. okay. it's just weird. It's so right. Yeah. It's like weird and bizarre. Well, and it's, yeah. But mm-hmm. if you can tune into the vibe of the movie, you're just like, this is weird and I like it. 
100%. Yeah. I love the weirdness yeah. of this, right? Because the dad tattoos him with the throwing knife. Like, yeah. everything yeah. is so, oh, fuck, it's so fucked up. It's brutal. <laughs> it's you imagine brutal. how long it would take to get tattooed with a knife? Oh a full, a full <laughs> chest. Jesus full Christ. Chest. <laughs> full chest. Yeah. Oh, um, and he's like nine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just this little kid. But then he comes out and he's wearing that, that Orgo costume. Right. It's so curious. And, yeah. And he's like, I guess I'm a man now. Yeah. Um, it's been bequeathed to me. I'm a man. Mm-hmm. Right. And, but he's back to wearing that, that uh, magician outfit the night that he sees his parents kill each other. Right. Well, his mom doesn't kill his dad. His dad no. kills himself. Yeah. Well, okay. She dumps she a bunch of acid it. on it. Yeah, I mean, he kills himself because why would you go on Which, if your fucking that, genitals have been burned off and that's your entire existence is going around banging ladies. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My lady banger. <laughs> yeah. Which that whole scene. <laughs> that scene is so wild. It is wild. Yeah, it's so crazy. You, we that see shot that, when the arms are severed from yes, above is yeah. so, so good. good. I yeah. feel so bad because he clearly is wanted both arms to land yeah. right there in frame and one bounces out of frame and they have to I mean but I'm sure they're just so like we great. gotta go with this yeah I was like oh man I'm sure he's just like oh right <laughs> almost 100% yeah so we also <laughs> see that like that Concha the mom her act is like being pulled up by her hair oh I didn't think about that oh yeah which is weird I don't know if that's like a that's circus a standard, that's a that kind a of standard, standard trapeze thing, thing. Yeah. Oh, okay so, yeah um, so she sees the the husband and the knife throwing the tattooed lady go off and she follows them and yeah she she mutilates him with acid and he then cuts her arms off the, and she so she thus is becoming like the patron the saint patron of saint, santa yeah. sangre yeah. right and and then yeah the dad walks out and just slices his own throat like right in front of where the kid can see right, right? cuz the yeah. kid has been she locks him in their their little camper yeah so that all this can you know whatever and and then we're back in the present we're back in phoenix uh with phoenix in the present day in the asylum yeah and this is where things get even weirder (laughs) yeah yeah exactly like we've because i was i was like so is this whole movie just going to be in hindsight or in the uh, i thought that i thought maybe that could be the movie of like it's just him flashing back and then at the end why he's in the asylum right and then it flashes back and then the movie's like well now you know why he's a man bird (laughs) here we go (laughs) okay so you guys all get it right we're all up to speed (laughs) (laughs) yeah <laughs> so okay, so Santa we're all on the Sangre. same page, right? Santa Sangre, man bird. <laughs> so then all of a sudden Phoenix hears his mom Well no, they go they go on a <laughs> on a uh an outing. All of the Oh right, right. They go right. on an outing and that's where he sees the tattooed woman. She right. sees that she's still out there and she's like doing she's prostituting. Right. Um and this and by the way, oh yeah, everything in there's a whole bunch of other stuff in the asylum too, like of everybody like in the courtyard. Yeah, it's very interesting. And, you know, I actually really appreciate the fact that the movie, um, with all the people, there's people with like Down syndrome, yeah. mm-hmm. and it doesn't make. The, I appreciate yeah. the portrayal of people with Down syndrome in the movie. Yeah, it doesn't feel mean. No, and no. it doesn't feel like they're just um like props to add to like the weirdness of the movie right no if anything they're treated like people going into the world yeah because then they yeah Mm -hmm. because they that whole sequence where they take them out to go 
Oh, they're taking him to a movie. Yeah. That's what it is. But then the doctor and then the two uh, uh, nurse attendants, like, all just bail they once they yeah, yeah. Once they, they hand him over to like some guy who's yeah. turns out to be like a drug dealer and a pimp or, right. or working with pimps which is the only handsome guy that's what i was going to say is mm. like everyone else is just kind of an oaf or kind of gross but that guy is like fit and pretty yeah right? and like he walks like a it's like a michael jackson video like, right there's yeah. like it's all choreographed and he even gets in that fight and is pretty choreographed seeming and then they let the 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 Down syndrome uh, folks do some coke, some coke, which I appreciate. And don't they? Then mm-hmm. that's where they they go visit the the uh, the the tattooed woman as a prostitute, right? Yeah. Doesn't, like to to what well, we assume is what? to go pres- to have sex with the the Down syndrome, a couple of Down syndrome pe- but people I, with Down syndrome. I just appreciate a lot of times in movies people with developmental disabilities are presented as especially a movie like this I, it, as like or from this altruistic period. or they're presented as freaks or cute cute yes or that they're children yeah right and they're i appreciate infantilized, yeah. they're infantilized yeah and this movie is like no people with down syndrome also want to be able to do drugs and get fucked yeah you know what i mean and sort of I mean, awesome. it felt sort of like this guy was just kind of taking them and just doing his own thing with them but not not trying to infantilize them just be like yeah you guys need more than just going to a movie. Here, check this out. Let's party. Yeah, but the, the movie, this is what we do. But I yeah. appreciate that yeah. because, uh-huh. and there, there's because it doesn't lead to anything. Like they do that, and then they just kind of wind up back at the asylum, and <laughs> it's like it, that doesn't have any bearing on anything other than <laughs> Phoenix seeing that that woman is out there. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. when his mom comes back to him in right. a vision. Society can view people with disabilities in a way that actually humanizes them. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. Uh, there's a great episode of Workaholics where <laughs> I know I'm sure it's funny. I've seen it. I'm sure I've seen it where their boss has a brother who's coming to town and he has down syndrome and the boss is like, take care of him. Like go take him to like a movie or something, you know, <laughs> Santa Sangre. <laughs> and when the brother gets there, he's like, no, I want to like go out. Like, let's get drunk. Let's go find some girls. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I love that because people with disabilities are all, yeah, the way they're viewed in society is just that they're like other. Yeah, they're su- they too, don't have, too simple. They don't have human needs. Yeah. They're they're almost not human in the way that they have needs. And yeah. so, anytime a movie or a TV show can be like, no, any somebody with a disability still wants what we all want. Yeah, they want human connection. Mm-hmm. They want to do drugs. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they want to get fucking drunk and party. They want to have sex to do this. You know, that's all they want to do. Yeah, anyway, sure. okay. So, so I just wanted to put that wants. It's all what is everybody doing? Everybody wants. Yes, everybody sex, should just drugs, stop all the other and... shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why truly. are we doing anything else? Wait, Very we, good question. We want to party, we want to have sex, and I mean, we want to hang out with we our get loaded. with our buds. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> that's all we want to do. Um, anyways, okay, so yeah, and we want to ride. We want to ride our bikes without being hassled by the man. Yeah, so, so, yeah. So he <laughs> he sees the tattooed woman. We want to get loaded. Yeah, and she triggers something thing in phoenix and then we see her die from an unseen well person. he he escapes from the asylum first right like that whole sequence of using the rope right. and mm. climbing out the window and his mom waiting there on the street his mom calls to him calls to him right. and, then, and then he follows her into the mist and now if you were to um be trying to follow this movie in like a Storyboard. This happens, so therefore this happens, but this yeah. happens type of 
story structure, yeah. this moment would be like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Huh? But, at but this it point, does. At, at, after the fact, it all makes sense. Right, but exactly. But in that moment, you're like, huh, what is... Right. And again, I was like, oh, he's just... At the end, they're going to pan out, and he's just been sitting on the floor, like, drooling, right? Like, so, this is yeah. all in his brain or right. something. Right, something like that. Um, could totally be possible. I'm glad it doesn't do that. Oh, very glad. Yeah. Um, so he goes off with his mom, and then the tattooed woman gets killed by an unseen yeah. person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, there's an extended scene of, like, soldiers coming in to have sex with her and like oh no they bring in that really really big soldier guy mm-hmm. like it's clear his buddies are going to get him laid to have sex with Alma yeah. yeah and I assume I think that's we all just assume or I do as an audience as a person watching the movie that it's the tattooed mom who they're going to have sex with but no she just lets the guy in there with her deaf mute daughter right and she's like she's deaf and mute you can do whatever you want that, mm. oh my god that's so awful, awful. Yeah. yeah so awful sure. and then that girl that i thought the actress as the grown alma was also really great me too because like, mm-hmm. she goes through that whole thing and gets um she gets out what does she do she like cracks him over the head with a bottle or something yeah and jumps out the window and escapes and, and escapes and then <laughs> apparently everybody just passes out because it's the morning right <laughs> <after that. laughs> but then yes then a mysterious like the the tattooed woman gets killed by somebody well it appears to be women hands right don't they show the hands and they're like feminine mm. yeah maybe Whatever. but we we don't know wow. yeah i mean we know <laughs> well it's pretty easy to piece it together pretty quick after that what's yeah. going on right <laughs> right so then as the plot it's a real psycho situation it's a total psycho situation very much you guys this is this is his psycho it is it is almost like psycho it is exactly like psycho through the eyes of somebody who is just like uh a sorosis you know what i mean yeah (laughs) let's let's add some really bright blood to this um (laughs) lots of it so yeah i mean then we're as the plot moves forward it's revealed that um concha is or so we we see that Phoenix and Concha have an act. Yeah, he's created that. Well, he finds Al- Aladdin and brings Aladdin yes, along. He's getting the crew a, back together. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's assembling the crew. Well, it's <laughs> like just, an action movie. But it's one of those movies. Primarily, <laughs> primarily Aladdin, and then he has those the clowns show up periodically. But it's primarily just Aladdin, right? Yes, mm-hmm. and, and they have a show. Concha and um, Phoenix have a show where she's doing stuff using his arms. Yeah, which yeah. is really cool. Yes, like that yeah, whole really that cool. whole imagery in the the. I mean, if you watch, obviously we watch, if you pay attention to what they're doing a lot of the time, because it's like, it's like that kid game, right? right. Where you put your yeah. arms through uh-huh. someone else's shirt and you're feeding them and all that. Like they, they do that sequence where he's like buttering bread and like feeding mm. her and they're really right. good at that. Yeah. Like they must've spent a long time like pressed back arms. to the chest. Cause they are her arms. Yeah. Right. And it's wild. It's crazy. It's really good. It's, yeah, really, it's really good. Cool. Like he's a very good, like, uh, it's almost like a pantomime. And her. Yes. Yeah, she's, like she's, her, she's, no, what she just has to sit there and he's no, got to do she's no. doing with her face. She just has to sit there. It very much yeah, matches yeah. No, everything he's really, doing really, to where it looks well, like it's her. Hands. I think, I mean, yeah. the, the trick there is there's a mirror and they're, they're both, it's off, you know, to the side and they're able to see it. But mm-hmm. nonetheless, it's really impressive how yeah, they're it's doing great. it. But, right. Whatever it is that you, you lose. You, by the time they're playing the piano, like mm. I'm fully in. Like yes. it doesn't seem like two people. It yeah. seems exactly. like one person's yeah. arms. It's really well done. It does cool. meld as you're watching it. You forget almost that yeah. there's two separate people 
and one of them doesn't have arms. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's really trippy. It's quite it's a trick. Really, really trippy. <laughs> it is very trippy. Mm-hmm. So Phoenix starts to develop relationships with uh, other people. Uh, oh, other people. He he develops a relationship with a um, a woman, and he starts to do. This is the first time we the scene where he first um, attacks a woman is when he's doing he's emulating his father right yeah. he's doing the knife throwing to the That's woman right. she right. put he puts her up against the the wheel and is throwing knives at her and is explaining basically it makes me so uncomfortable yeah it's <laughs> yeah. awful it's so <laughs> uncomfortable right and then he does he's do, he's doing the whole seduction thing very exactly the same pattern that his dad did mm-hmm, in, the, in mm-hmm. the scene when he's a boy and then the mom constantly materializes next to him or is up somewhere she walks in well okay she just comes in and right. is just like she finds gotta, them. you gotta kill her you gotta kill her yeah and then she takes control of his hands and we think as we're watching it not knowing like what yeah, the what's... end result is we think at least I was thinking she's using some sort of like Santa Sangre spell sure. or magic or mysticism to con- actually control his arms yeah, yeah okay mm-hmm. That's what I thought it was. Okay. I was like, oh, because they're not, he's not like pressed up against her, right? He's just sitting there, like we just see it's his arms, his body, right? Yeah, <clears throat> and even then, like later too, when he's um, the re- about to lady. about to murder the transgender woman, mm-hmm. uh, the wrestler. Yeah, she yeah. is she supposed she, to be transgender? Or is she just supposed to be a big strong woman? I don't think it. No, it doesn't really matter. But with uh, the actor, good, I'm not talking about point. the actor. I'm talking about the character in the movie. Oh yeah, maybe it's just a big strong woman. I don't know. I okay. thought I feel like there's a pretty prominent bulge, well, and that's everything is like <laughs> well, up front. <laughs> okay, about that. Um, is that right? Okay, I, I'm, yeah. I was but just anyways, taking it for granted. At, at that time, it's not even. They're not. She doesn't put her arms through. Right. Phoenix. So right. At this moment, I'm when he's well, basically doing every- the knife throwing murder that I'm kind of not sure what's going on but then later I'm like oh so she's maybe just using like Santa Sangre sure because bl- a blood he, curse or something murders you know? anybody he's doing it he's right. not doing mom he's doing I think the Phoenix. implication is because of the ending I don't really want to jump to right but, I'm trying to avoid that too <laughs> why? But because of the ending it makes me feel like those are not his hands Right. Like while he's in this sure. state until the end, like he doesn't, he's well, doing this his all hands are still, as his even mother. In this, in this, you know what I mean? His hands are like even when she's not, we don't yeah. see her. But that's what I mean is his hands are always done up with um, like yeah. manicured. Yeah. So, I mean, even in this scene, he's got manicured fingernails, right? Like right. He's, but sure. Uh, I, I was only, cause I was, I'm, Maybe it, he's, she's just like controlling right. him. Yeah. Right. Well, sure. Okay. And I know that she is controlling him. Right. But not in the way that you're. Not in the way that I, she right. was controlling him in a different way. <laughs> Much well, like Norman Bates way. would go into his mother's <laughs> sure. room dressed as Norman Bates and talk in her voice and then come out in his clothes. Right. Like he's obviously doing it. Well, not, as a right. viewer, what I'm, I'm hearing is that you're taking like, mm. okay, maybe this, she's alive. Maybe all this is really right. happening. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you're buying in. Okay. Yeah, he's, it he's, definitely plays into that. Yeah, yeah. You're not quite sure. Yeah, it doesn't. The movie doesn't want to spell it out for you what's happening. Yeah, which I appreciate <laughs> until I'm not... it brings the deaf mute girl back and she walks us together with him through it all, so right. we can just get it hammered into our heads. But the thing is, for sure. me, is like <laughs> as I'm trying to figure it out, I'm not 
getting hung up no. on figuring it out. No, I'm it doesn't just like, matter. Whatever it is, it's weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be weird either way, no yeah. matter what this is. And I, I know what the movie is saying. I know mm-hmm. that the movie is saying that there's that this man has been traumatized through mm-hmm. uh, what happened in his childhood and the way he views sexuality is triggering triggering for him yeah we call that circus drama yeah (laughs) so he can't he can't get close to anyone dsm5 because if he gets close to someone his relationship with his mom Mm. is going to destroy that relationship yeah uh well yeah she feels threatened by anyone who's taking any love from her right exactly um because the other man in her life was an ogre Uh, yeah right (laughs) And she's or, now, or grog, and, it, grog, it's, grog. and it's dealing with gener like the she's taking her trauma and putting it on him. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Like whatever trauma she experienced in her marriage, she's taking that and then uh, thrusting it upon him. Which is what life is all about. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's about That's why we your, have children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we yeah. can just somewhere to put all our shit, dilute yeah. it, give it to them. them. <laughs> yeah. And then they take it and distort it and put it into their kids. But fuck yeah. So. <laughs> So it okay, goes. so he so he kills the woman, and then she has to he has to go and dispose of it, and he does like a weird painting on the on the corpse. Yeah, right. That again, like what is yeah. happening? But that also right. harkens back to the people coming out to the uh, to scavenge the elephant. Like they're all white and dusty. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah, I feel like it has also something to do with the deaf mute girl because she, when he meets her oh. as a kid, she she's wearing white white makeup. makeup. Yeah, mm-hmm. and when she That's shows true. back up eventually, like there is kind of a sort of a side plot of her finding her way to Phoenix. To Phoenix, it's all in Mexico City, right? Isn't yeah. that where this is taking place and mm-hmm. filmed? So she's finding her way to Phoenix via her own series of misadventures. But by the time she finds him, she redons the white matrix yes. and presents herself for sacrifice. And he can't. Well, I'm bringing us to the end, aren't I? Sorry. Yeah. So Does it have something to, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The more we're talking about it, I'm like, okay, so the elephant's co- coffins pushed off the cliff. And then all these people that are in the yeah. powdery stuff come down like does it have something to do with death because she seems kind of yeah uh, that makes sense yeah it's like the whiteness of death and like well because then but then hers is more hers is more like just theatrical like paint well but that is paint he's like using a paintbrush on the dead body in the in the shallow grave he's painting and then at some point later i'm gonna lose the thread of exactly what happens Mm -hmm. you know sequentially in the film but at some point later he's visited by the ghosts of all of the women and we see that there's a like the the courtyard where he's buried the one person we've seen him bury there's like a dozen or so but they're all in white and they're all like so i i I think maybe it's just him creating ghosts uh well and there's also the thing too that he is obsessed with trying to become invisible. That feels almost him. Like that's the one, like that felt oh. a little ham fisted. Cause I was like, why this feels like he pulled, he edited out 15 minutes of the movie or something just for, for continuity or something. Cause that feels like it's just all of a sudden he's having a conversation with his mom about him wanting to be invisible. And like suddenly he's obsessed with the invisible man movie and the imagery yeah. of that 
prior to that scene, I don't remember that being any kind of a thread in the film. And he's wanting to disappear more into her. Like, so if he disappears, but it feels like it just comes, comes all of a sudden some, something's happening. And then the next sequence he's, yeah, trying to do the invisible sure, man. Sure, but that's which, kind of the whole. That's kind of what happens with the whole movie. Is it's just kind yeah. of coming at you. <laughs> that, no, but that but but it does doesn't, feel market. That does feel. It comes out of nowhere. It comes out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Because if if there had been something in the pre, you know, the preamble, the the the, pr- the pr- prologue, yeah, whatever the the but sequence, him, like when, wanting to be invisible or something. yeah, something yeah. when he was mm-hmm. a kid, like even just showing him watching that movie or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just felt like. Well, that's strange because now it also feels weird because it's a it's a a weird it's a pop culture thing. Yeah, like right in the middle of this, it's like something that does exist that we know. We know that iconography. Yeah, that's that's that's, you're right. You're right. Everything else seems so of its own world. Yeah, that's a good point. But also, I think that has some sort of potential correlation to the painting of the women that he's murdered in that. I, potentially maybe at, as he's painting it, them in the white, he's trying to erase them or make them invisible mm. to try and erase what he's done. Cause he's wrecked okay. with guilt like over that. it. Yeah. Right? I like that. Yeah. That makes sense. And I feel like maybe potentially well, him trying to become invisible is like erasing himself as sure. well and erasing his and guilt. I, I yeah. like that. And I wish then that he would have painted himself rather than trying yeah. to wrap himself. But it, it, I forgot about that. That's right. Because then the whole undoing is that he's visiting the, uh, uh, what's the name of the uh, apothecary store to get the chemicals that he's trying to put together to, oh, yes. to make himself invisible. And the, the woman working in the apothecary store has a big crush on him. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's the undoing is mm-hmm. his trying to make himself invisible. And like she kind of corners him into a date and he's like sure okay yeah and immediately mm-hmm. sees the world's strongest woman and is just like oh and i think that one is because yeah. he knows that she can't be hurt by him or at least that she can maybe hurt him back yes no that's right? exactly what it yes. is right. yeah. i think that's yeah. i think that he even says that like he outright oh, states he? that i think he <laughs> oh, says i thought i was smart but he just says it <laughs> <laughs> no i mean i think it's great i think it's a cool way to go about the psycho analysis of the character yeah is like through yodorowsky's uh, i almost wish that, i almost yeah. wish that that had been just like she was able to like f- force him into submission and then like squeeze his mom out of him and like he lives the rest of his life happy yeah, <laughs> yeah. With this, like, yeah. yeah. super strong oh, woman okay. who's like i'm good. okay i'm safe now figured it out yeah. <laughs> that'd be an amazing ending right yeah. that, i mean I, I prefer something like that when when characters die or go to jail I'm like, yeah. Uh, so uh. something like that would have been like, oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, I mean, mm. it would be, an, it would be unexpected, <laughs> very it would unexpected. Be subversive yeah. for sure. Yeah, I don't know that it would be very. It wouldn't necessarily be satisfying. No, and it in would, it would, a yeah. thematic sense. I don't think. Right. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could manipulate it to be, but sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess so. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, you can do anything. Yeah, it's a movie. It, well, <laughs> it, it would leave what goes on between he and and. Alma, the yeah, the, it, it would kind of sidestep that, so right. it's fine. Right. It's fine. It just, I really like that. So he's all excited to go on this date with her, like goes into, and you're right, because he finds her in the men's locker room. So okay, so yeah, I guess that I, I'm yeah. still just like, nope, it's just a weird looking woman. <laughs> it ain't 2023, my friend. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he ends up killing the the 
the bodybuilder uh, woman. No, she doesn't. I thought she. I thought she like pounds him around and then like walks out and he's about to kill her and then the the apothecary woman shows up and distracts him. I th- I thought oh, she, did she escaped. I thought the I thought the bodybuilder woman enough. got away. Either way, it doesn't really matter that much. No, I guess not. It's it, it, that's kind of the beginning. Oh of no, life. that's right. The apothecary woman comes in and she sees that he's about to murder that the 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 strongest woman in the world, and she runs away. Yeah, she gets away. That's what it was. And yeah. she goes think, and gets the cops. Yeah, she goes and gets on a phone. She, this is the hang loose and on the telephone symbol that I'm showing you. Yes, um, <laughs> that's right. And then he does. I don't remember how he does it, but yeah, he winds up killing the, the yeah. strongest woman after all. Because um, even she is a threat to Mon. Man, Mon yeah. is just a... She's not a good person in this. Yeah, and so... <laughs> she's really fucking with his head. Pretty much... Yeah. So right after this is, I think, when all of the... We see that this is happening. That's the scene at the graveyard, yeah, right? Yeah, where there's like... Yeah, because we've only seen him bury like one or two, yeah. and then there's like dozens. And even... Yeah. and. When he buried the first woman, you see maybe some like makeshift like headstones around, sure, um, like branches like in a cross shape, mm-hmm. and so you're almost like, oh, are there other women yeah. buried here? But then at this moment, you're like, oh shit, yeah, this has happened a lot, and it's also happened clearly happened a lot before he escaped. Oh, uh, I didn't think about that. The mm-hmm. asylum, or I feel like that could be an implicate like a reading, or either. A lot has happened off screen. I think it's that I, I saw it as yeah. that 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 helps us ex- understand that a lot of time has passed. Even I mean, the fact that he's got a a show that's happening all the time and people are coming to it, it suggests that he's been doing he's been out in the world doing okay. whatever he's been doing. Yeah, yeah. A long time. I I thought maybe there was something. I mean, that's certainly as plausible as my interpretation. It doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. he's because my interpretation was maybe that like the reason why he was in the asylum is because he oh, had done this before got it, got and it. that's oh, what put him. Sure got him put away yeah um, they don't really oh, talk about okay. what they, they but it's it, true they don't present anything to explain why he's in there ultimately it right. doesn't matter because sure. it's all in service of what the theme of the, of the art of the movie yeah. right it's not necessarily like i need to know why he got put away he, he's in an insane asylum because he's totally fucked up he's a bird <laughs> yeah well he's he, a bird he, he thinks he's a bird <laughs> where would you put him <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> what are we supposed to do with this bird man <laughs> i don't know um, so yeah, so it's happened many times. That's it's revealed that it's happened at a least uh, a, a dozen times or so. Yeah. yeah. So he's on a spree. He's been yeah. on a murder spree. He's yeah. a serial killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, boy, they, those police in that town are not very good. Nope. And then they'd like be able to figure that out after a, a little. I want this a... circus leave. <laughs> but at this point, where too, are all the women going? <laughs> we see. We know that he's racked by guilt. Yeah. He's saying he's apologizing to them as they're descending on him so he's not in control of what he's doing Mm-mm. at this point we don't know that his mom is a figment of his psychosis although uh, i mean it's becoming clear as an audience member that like okay she's clearly just i, I don't know maybe it was just because i had already seen it so i was remembering right. oh that's right this is his man but i mean it it just makes sense it it makes sense but in a movie like this where things don't need to make sense. No, true. It's just as plausible that his mom has been actually a little, I mean, cause doing some magic on him or something. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, it's just as plausible that his mom is just before she died, has gr- got her fingers into his mind and is controlling him. 
thir- just oh, for but she's not alive right because that's i'm like she lost her arms she's not gonna yeah. be alive and she's exactly the same when he's an adult she's exactly the same she's yeah. not aged at all so i mean there's little things that i mean are peppered the surreality in. of it makes it so it's possible yeah. either way yeah. right like, exactly. yeah it's like oh it no, could and, be and i it like that could anything. be happening the, but we don't really know yeah. if that's the extent yeah, of this world's it? weirdness yeah. or because well, or like, not. <laughs> at the end of the movie the they could not the movie could end with them not showing that she was explicitly a figment of his imagination or of his psychosis and end before it explicitly states yeah. that outright and you could still have that same reading of the movie 100 percent. Yeah. you know what i mean yeah 100%. <laughs> no and i i do appreciate okay so there's a sequence where like they show him in bed sleeping next to his mom and it's like lovely right like it's a like the place is like a palatial yes and it's like a four post bed with like netting and it's all mm-hmm. soft and satiny and they get up and have breakfast and play the piano and it's like so that later when they show when when the the deaf mute woman is walking him through and we see what's actually like just yeah. this shithole shit right yeah. it's dilapidated and all of the stuff he's had a mannequin of his mom it, yes it wasn't just that he yeah. was embodying it which makes all of that like he's doing that show with a mannequin and like people are just coming to see this guy who's like what is this guy's deal it's amazing and he has a santa sangre uh uh, altar altar yes yeah yeah in in whatever it's the same home it's the home where the dad tattooed him right like it's all the same space yeah. And then, oh, there's the subplot. That's right. With the, the knife throwing lady. She is also a performer. Uh, that's all so interesting. And like she, her performance is like a burlesque as she's a little girl in like, like yeah, like a school girl. Right. And all of the men are at, like, all of it is so icky. Icky. Yeah. yeah. And all the men and are gross. All, all gross. men are gross. <laughs> so yeah. gross. Yeah, that except one for him, shot of her like he dancing, so he is like, such shot a pretty down guy. with all the men like yeah. grabbing at her legs. Oh and, gosh, like, yeah, <laughs> it's so gross. But Phoenix is not. Phoenix is like a beautiful man, and like, he he's... seems gentle. Yeah, to, the, to like the women, like the apothecary woman, like he yeah. seems yeah. gentle. Well, especially because he's, he's 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 like he's like he a magician this, with his hands, yeah. and he's got like a feminine feminine arm too. Yes, yeah, um, very much. So we get so. Alma finally finds her way to Phoenix yeah. in this at this time. And she is able to She puts on her old costume. Yes. Like they're both in their costumes from right. when they were little kids. That's and she's able to break right. through to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the mom is telling him to kill her and he, yeah. she and she is just right there offering herself and he can't do it. Right. And I'm like, what does that mean though? What <laughs> the innocence? Is that like the last little Yeah. I uh, my interpretation of it is that the last good thing from before there you go maybe yeah it's she represents something to him well that was the the love that lost right because she he's trapped in that camper and he sees her being dragged off by the Mm -hmm. tattoo mom into their old 50s car and driving away and And it's like like, a mirror image like he's looking out the window that camper watching that and then when she's being driven away she's in the back yeah. window of it in the same yeah way. so it's like yeah. it's like all of this he's been trying to find her again mm-hmm. and maybe that's why he's painting this women when they're dead oh, like he's, yeah. oh because, yeah and so when she shows up there is that moment of just like oh, oh yeah this movie's already awesome. painted <laughs> you're, you're <right. laughs> i don't need to do anything <laughs> but i do think it's meant she's meant to <clears throat> represent 
whether it's like childhood innocence yeah. or the life that he knew before he had experienced that trauma that yeah. changed everything for him. Yeah. Or it's just meant to represent like the kindness that she always yeah. uh, gave to him when nobody else really did. Um, it's yeah. also that, like, I mean, I mean, very specific circus trauma that they both suffered. Yes. You know, they're, <laughs> I mean, I think the circus it's itself like is supposed to be a symbol. The one person in his life that can kind of understand him. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and, and it's understand where he came from and, and he what doesn't happened. want. And she doesn't expect anything of mm-hmm. him and she doesn't want anything from him. Yeah. And as she's, so she is giving himself or giving herself to him or not yeah. resisting his yeah. murderous urges. I feel like that's maybe, I mean, the analysis, the interpretation could be that that's what snaps him out of it because yeah. all the other women are like wanting sex from him mm. and sex is well, I think, a, a and big he no-no wants, for him. Okay. Well, I also think he wants sex from them. Or something, right? Like, I don't mm. think he knows what he wants. Yeah, I think his yeah, his mother's his mother and father have traumatized him so um, brutally that he doesn't even. I don't think yeah. he even knows what he wants. It made me think of my me and my sister. <laughs> Honestly, because <Weird>. I, I, <laughs> that's gross, bro. Me and my mom or me and my Just sister kidding. talk about it. Like when we talk about our family and stuff, and like sometimes every now and then we'll be like you know, you're the only person that understands this. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. You know, it's yeah. Like, sure. Of course we share this thing where we sure. went through this thing together and we're the only two people that yeah. went through this. Right. Like I, it made me think of that when I was right. They were coming together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, <clears throat> and then he burns his mom and turns himself over to the police. Like yeah. you do. Well, and, and we and see, we see all of the, cause the clowns are there doing yeah. some weird dance around everything. And then they slowly, Dematerialize mm-hmm. all and, and then at the end, yeah, then all is shown to also have just been like all of it, everything has just been his yeah. imagination except for the murders, right? So. And then as he's putting his hands up and he's looking at his hands, yeah, well, he's, oh. pulled, he's pulled the yeah, the oh, nails off, the nails off, yeah, and that he's like, sequence. it's like my these are my, my hands. hands, yeah, 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 I, that whole sequence is really beautiful yeah and when it brings together the red and the blue that's been coming through the whole movie boom 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 Um, i love this movie this movie i felt like was excellent it was on roger ebert's list of like all-time greatest movies yeah so he loved it i think this movie is fantastic i don't think it's for everyone no i think there's (laughs) i think there's a lot of dunce caps out there that wouldn't appreciate this movie and would mm-hmm. just be like I don't get what's going on well and I be to the like uncoziness of it I don't begrudge anybody who's just like I don't I'm not like I don't this. need this I don't need this yeah and the yeah. blood is like I mean there's it's so bright I mean yeah. it's it's paint so yeah I, I don't know I mean it, the point being like there's a lot of gore but it feels very theatrical so yeah yeah, I mean, and like I, I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I really, this makes me want to go watch other Yodorowsky movies. Yeah, where is El Topo playing? I'm going to check that out. It made me feel like I could get into his other movies. Yeah. Um, even if they're less accessible th- than this, I feel like what I liked about this movie was not how accessible it was, even though it really is just kind of a psycho reimagining mm-hmm. it's basically a slasher horror movie yeah of yeah. a man going it's like maniac you know it's yeah. a 
a, a psychosexual slasher movie mm-hmm. uh, at the end of, like the bones of it are yeah, you know what yeah. I mean that's the structure of the movie no and, yeah. but what I love about the movie is all of the weirdness mm-hmm. and abstraction and surreal well, and it's, absurdism it's, and it's handled very effectively like you're in safe hands with this guy like yeah. he's he's not mm-hmm. like I said earlier he's not gonna drop the ball he's not gonna just kind of leave you hanging like it all kind of feels like everything that happened happened for a reason and it's right there in front of you right everything that happens is in service of there the emotionality yeah there you behind go. the movie yeah. right. well and, and to the psycho of it he tips his hat earlier when whatever's going on and then mom is sitting up in a rocking chair and is like get up here and like yeah. he comes and climbs right. in right behind her like, right okay mm-hmm. it's just like and it is up high it's just yeah. like norman you know, right norman's mom which i guess which i guess is a little less less subtle pop culture nod so there's already yep Oh yeah, it's already that going on. Yeah, it's already, uh, it's already but, in conversation no, but, with classic the, horror movies. The Invisible Man of it, like they're showing the actual footage yeah. from the film. So, <laughs> with the poster, with the poster, and yeah. then the movie. Yeah, and then him, and then him. Dressed, dressed like exactly like it. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, I loved it though. I'm I'm so it's glad good. you guys picked this movie for me. Yeah, it was pretty I, awesome. That's also why I took it. Was pretty it. Was awesome like, this of us. So wild. Because yeah. if I was on my own, gonna start watching. Yodorowsky, I would probably go with The Holy Mountain. Yeah. Because that's kind of the one that I knew about. Um, and so that's where I would start. I don't know if that would be good or bad. This movie, I loved. I fucking loved this yeah, movie. I thought it was awesome. so good. Yeah. And so mission mission complete for you guys. You guys Sweet. picked a great we one. We won. We you did You guys it. did a great job. <laughs> we won. I really appreciate yeah, I, you guys I, uh, introducing me to the movie. Appreciate you. It was great. Yeah. I liked it so much. I'm glad to watch it again. Yeah. Cool. All right. Make me watch Thanks. more of See his. you guys later. Okay. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. I mean, do you guys have any? I, I feel like um, we did a pretty good job of touching on everything I wanted to touch on. I, I just wanted yeah. to throw in that psycho nod for a second, but that's it. And because uh, um, I when I mean when we started this, I was like, well, we'll go through it like the plot and then we'll talk about what the plot means but i feel like we kind of just did it all at the same time right yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah we're i mean let's face it we're a couple of dummies i mean we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to Uh decipher this we're not uh, i don't know what i did but it's pretty (laughs) no and it really is pretty no i'm sure i'm sure you're right people this this is a movie that deserves analysis and someone can yeah. do a whole movie a film thesis on it for sure mm-hmm. it's it's rich yeah it's, it's good rich. although sometimes i i i don't want to do that and i don't want to read that but i can appreciate yeah. somebody being inspired but i know that, that when i go back and watch it again i'm probably going to see other things yeah it. yeah i like that although I know that sometimes I'm, i get i do get really annoyed when uh, people over analyze a movie mm-hmm. oh, yeah. and start to like see things that are I mean, see whatever you want to see in a piece of art. You know yeah. what I mean? But, but then, appreciate the art. While you're appreciate doing the it. art while you're doing it. Because yeah. well, you have, then you have like, you know, with like The Shining. Yeah. Where people are just like, yeah. and this is what this means. And then this yeah. is here. So it means this. And I'm yeah. just like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> you know that documentary? Yeah. yeah. Room 237. Yeah. That's, uh, I, I like that documentary a lot. But there's, <clears throat> there's like a couple of the segments. Yeah. Where I'm like, yep. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, that's obviously part of the text. I think yeah. that you're saying it's all about that. Right. Whereas I'm saying that's, that's a part, part of, of the text yeah. that's that's sure. creating 
this whole overall thing. And it is about those things yeah. in that way. Right. <clears throat> but then there's other segments where it's just like, oh, you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah. yeah. You have too much time. You have too much time. <laughs> and it almost gets to the, when you overanalyze something, it destroys some of the magic behind it. Mm-hmm. Right. Where when you look at, when you dig too deep into something, it just becomes another thing. Almost, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And something like this, I don't really want to overanalyze yeah. it. I want no. to analyze it as I'm watching it and appreciate yeah. what it's presenting to me. But okay. I don't want to then go and like write a thesis on why I think it's actually uh, a statement on whatever the like capitalist culture in Mexico City in the 1970s right you know what i mean yeah (laughs) like with room 237 i feel like a lot of it is stuff like that where or can get can kind of start to get to stuff like that where i'm like you're kind of over analyzing it to the point where you're getting away from what's actually in the movie yeah (laughs) right (laughs) you know what i mean yeah that's right inside of the art yeah exactly this is this is art this movie yeah and it really is and i say that fully knowing that it's art is pretentious Mm -hmm. Or can be pretentious. Yeah. But I love art. I love art too. But I love what well, I love, and this movie does it. But I also think Freddie Got Fingered is art. <sighs> yes. So I have a wide ranging opinion of what is and what can be art. My favorite Unless types it's of popular music. <laughs> my favorite types of, a lot things of it's good art are where like the intersectionality of low brow and high brow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like my yeah. favorite type of stuff sure uh, <laughs> i love i watched um and yet you don't like quentin tarantino that much oh speaking of this which you might not like <laughs> um because we were just talking about room 237 i just watched a, a documentary called lynch oz and it's kind of the same thing in fact the director of 237 does one of them they're kind of like uh interviews i guess or like audio like essay and they do like video essays about Oz and his and its relation to Lynch throughout his career. It's everywhere. It's all over his stuff. But uh, one of them was John Waters oh, mm-hmm. was talking about it. And I've always <laughs> I've always like had this weird like hand in hand with John Waters and David Lynch where I was like, mm-hmm. it feels like they're this. They've got the same cultural influences kind of come from uh, like have a similar sense of humor in a way. Mm-hmm. But then like it's like highbrow and lowbrow art. Yeah. films um, right. on either end but I've always felt like and there's that picture of them like the first time they met outside Bob's Big Boy like <laughs> shaking hands and I'm oh like it's like one of my favorite pictures ever but <laughs> having him do it and talk about Lynch's work I was like oh yeah, yeah this makes so much sense to me and I like high art that that plays in the low art I mean, they have stuff. a whole sequence of wrestling like the fact yes. that it is so steeped in movies and it has you know it's obviously got these ties to psycho and hitchcock and right then, and then the invisible like i like that those things are are part of it right because it it cuts any sort of pretentiousness yeah. right about it you know because it makes you feel like oh yeah it's coming from things we recognize you know, ju- in, a just, weird, in a way it makes it feel <laughs> like the filmmaker understands that pretension <laughs> is off-putting <laughs> right you know what i mean or it can be off-putting can be yeah um i don't know i like pretentious stuff too sometimes yeah, me too. but sometimes it gets on my nerves and sometimes i it's, it's when it's not good <laughs> <laughs> 
It's like people trying to be artistic who maybe not, not just well, don't have it. That feels like I know. That, almost, that feels that, that feels, feels like forced. it's almost it feels, this, uh, like a th- uh, another theme of this movie. I mean, the whole the entertainment is a circus, which is right really ridiculous. And like they that funeral procession, like all of the circus people are done up in like classy, but they're still looking like weird circus people marching through the town. Right. Oh, or goes get up in during the procession. Yeah. Yeah. He's got like the sequin purple vest on and (laughs) it's great. And it's and that's feeding like, it to the masses, kind of, right? Yeah, that's dumps low the fucking, art, and it right? dumps it's the fucking, uh, it's like, it dumps the elephant body down there, and they're just feeding off of right. it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Either the masses or the ghosts. I don't know. I'm not I sure guess how the masses, I feel no, about they're them. They're dusty. They're not white. They're like gray. They're gray. I know, but that's kind of that's kind of how they are in his vision of the women in the graveyard. No, they're it? white. They they're are more all white. white. Yeah, yeah. Okay. They're very white. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, so. What are we, what are we talking ghost. about next week? I don't remember. What is the we next one? We are watching In, In the, the Mood, mood for, for Love. Oh, shit. We're watching Tucker's movie. Oh, yes. That's right. Wong Kar Wai. Wong Kar Wai. Our most recent film. Mm-hmm. Um, I cannot wait for you guys to watch this movie. I, I'm excited. I'm oh, excited to Max. watch it. Yeah, okay, it's good. on Max. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I'm, I can't wait to get to it. I almost started watching it before this episode, but I was like, no. I want to stay in yeah. Santa Sangre yeah, yeah. <laughs> vibes before I move on. And I want to talk about Santa Sangre before I move on to the next thing. I'm really excited to to get to it. Yeah. Um, you guys be, got anything else? It's going to be else? red. You guys got anything else? Yeah. Uh, no. I, I definitely feel like Santa Sangre filled a hole in my Your film mm. watching history. Okay. Yeah. So I'm happy cool. about that. Awesome. Sweet. We're killing it. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, doing it's great. It's like when I finally doing watched the, the the great Muppet Caper. No, no, <laughs> the Muppet the Muppets, uh, Muppets. Christmas Carol. Oh, oh. <laughs> um, it's the best version of a Christmas Carol. It, let's be real. Oh my god! No, it's good. Michael Caine is, like Scrooge. Scrooge. <laughs> Michael Caine is, uh, Scrooge. Michael Caine is the yeah. best Scrooge. Michael Caine is Scrooge. Michael Caine is the best straightforward Scrooge. The best. Yeah. Yes. From the straightforward. From the straightforward category. Yeah. <sighs> So I can learn to pick up his back up. Why do we fall, Master Bruce? Oh my God! So I can learn to pick up his back up. Jesus Christ! Some, ah. some people just want to see the world burn. Some people just want to see the world burn, Master Bruce. God damn it! Uh, okay. So thanks everybody for listening. That does it for mm-hmm. us here. Do all that normal mm-hmm. podcast stuff that you always hear in every single podcast from the beginning to the end of time. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, I think you hear it on uh, Springsteen and Obama's mm-hmm. podcast. Oh, the the Obama Springsteen cast. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's called Barack and Roll. <laughs> Barack and Roll. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, we'll be uh, back next week talking about mm-hmm. in the mood for love. And until then, cry, cry macho shitters. Santa sangre. <laughs> <laughs>